4: All right. Hey, hallelujah for Tom Brady. I mean, guys, listen, you know when that NCAA bracket goes bust, I mean, uh, for all those who had Duke and Villanova, yeah, I was one of them, I had Duke. And when uh, our free agent news, which we talk about each week, is reduced to things like uh, maybe the Jets signing Josh McCown, I think we need Tom Terrific to liven things up. Right, Ronnie? I don't need Tom it. You do. <laughs> <laughs> we do. know that. Well, thankfully, he just did. I mean, his game jersey from Super Bowl 51 was recovered, as we know, in Mexico, along with the game jersey from Super Bowl 49. Now, Gooseman, <laughs> this story's unreal. I mean, this is uh, uh, unforgettable. I, I got a couple questions for you. First of all, a strange one. The alleged culprit was a member of the international media. So first question. How does he get credentialed? And second question, there was a jersey from Super Bowl 49, too? And why are we just hearing this, and where in the world was NFL security when we needed it?
5: Clark, I'm guessing NFL security was in the back room checking the air pressures on all those (laughs) Super Bowl footballs that Tom Brady was using. (laughs) With Ted Wells. (laughs) Well, I can tell you why we didn't hear about
6: that 49 jersey. Unlike the Trump administration, there are no leaks in Belichickville. (laughs) <laughs> Jersey 49 stays under wraps on the down low, but once thievery
4: raises its ugly head twice, Ice. this is a trend. APB <laughs> for TB12's laundry. Hey, Goose, um, did, did you read the story of how they recover this thing? I mean, it it, it really, it sounds like something out of a John le Carré novel.
5: Yes, Tinker, Taylor, Soldier, Spy, now add international media to that book title. But hey, those videotapes tapes are damning evidence, just as they were for Tom Brady and the deflator.
4: Oh, please. Jeez, guy, we got to go back to that. This guy's probably <laughs>
6: um, destroying his phone right now. <laughs> he might be, <laughs> and he'd be smart if he did.
4: Um, <laughs> it, it, it seems to me, Ronnie, that, that this isn't uh, exactly a ringing endorsement for the NFL. I'm not exactly going out on a limb there. But, um, I mean, when they say, as they almost always do, hey, you've got to trust us. You know, we've got this thing covered. You can't believe, uh, you can't blame cynics for saying, uh, you do? Uh, I don't think so. Look what just happened here. I mean, you know, a lot of skepticism and cynicism comes from things like this.
6: Well, sure, no doubt about it. I mean, I trust NFL security about as much as I trust TSA. Some guy's (laughs) looking at my license. He's got x-ray vision. He doesn't really know what's happening, does he? Uh, So, But, look, a thief in the night can happen to anybody. You know, dude's wearing a credential, a nice-looking Mexican suit. You know, he's got faster hands than Eddie LeBaron. Boom! (laughs) He's gone, you know? The the thing I found remarkable, snatching a jersey, probably not that hard to do, really, in the chaos of the locker room after winning in alcohols flying around. But I already get away with Von Miller's shoes. Well, Those are yeah. like size 22.
4: Y- yeah. but And then Brady's jersey from 49. I mean, he's been doing this over and over again. This guy's a recidivist. I mean, he keeps coming back. They let him in, let bro's him take bro. things out.
5: <laughs> he's pissed. a
4: pro's pro. He is a pro's pro. All I can say is a uh, good thing, Ron, we didn't put Ted Wells on this case.
6: <laughs> well. Ted would have gotten to the bottom of it, and Tom would have got an eight-game suspension for being generally aware that pickpockets exist. <laughs> that's
4: right. It would have come out six months later. <laughs> well, uh, there are no missing jerseys, or wallets, or headphones, or or shoes, here at the Talk of Fame Network, uh, where today we launch part three of our college draft series with a look at the University of Alabama. Goose, that's not the Spartan marching band. That's the Bama Rolling Tide. We're going to speak with Hall of Fame tight end Ozzie Newsome of the Baltimore Ravens, a guy who would just as easily be a Hall of Fame general manager, and former linebacker Leroy Jordan, both of whom play for the University of Alabama. We're also going to sit down with Jack Brennan, who's the PR director of the Cincinnati Bengals. Well, at least for now, Jack retires this week after 23 years on the job, and we didn't want to let him go without saying goodbye. Good friend of ours, Jack Brennan. Uh, We're also going to hear why former defensive lineman Leroy Glover belongs in the Hall of Fame conversation And review the sad news of the past week when we uh, learned of the tragic news about uh, Hall of Fame running back Gale Sayers. He's suffering from dementia as well as uh, 49ers Hall of Famer Dwight Clark. He's been diagnosed with ALS. He's a friend of the show and um, very sad news on both parts. But first, Ron, I I just saw the odds on the Super Bowl favorites for Super Bowl 52, which is going to be in Minneapolis next February. And guess what? Your Patriots are at the top. Again, at four one odds. Of course they
6: are. No stunner. There. Sun rises, sun sets. Patriots are favorite. Sun rises, sun sets. Patriots are favorite, Sun rises, sun sets. You get it.
4: <laughs> sun rises, sun sets. Brady's jersey disappears. Disappears exactly. <laughs> well, Ron, build the wall. That's what Brady says. Build the wall. <laughs> I
6: still have my jersey. <laughs>
4: yeah, well, the wall's not high enough, right? I mean, you look at the guy. He yeah, the guy would have tossed it over the wall. That's
6: exactly right. <laughs> <He> <laughs> what if that's right. On the other
4: side. <laughs> Right. Well, Ron, I mean, you've got to like what they've done in the off-season, right? I mean, um, how could you not? I mean, they resigned signed Hightower, added a top cornerback. I thought they got an under-the-radar steal in Rex Burkhead, replaced Marcellus Bennett with another pass-catching tight end, picked up Coney Ely and acquired a deep threat for Tom Brady. That's that's not bad for a two-week's work.
6: No, I mean, look, it obviously it all looks good on paper, but the Redskins of the Kings have all looking good on paper. Then the games start, they don't play them on paper, and they turn into tissue paper, so... Uh, you know, you never know for sure. Uh, certainly getting Hightower back was good. They didn't overpay for Bennett, which was smart. We'll see if Gilmore is uh, as good a corner as they are paying him. Right. Uh, and they're certainly paying him as if he's one of the top half dozen or so, so we'll see about that. Uh, now, if that's a bust, th- then that's a problem. And they have. Uh, the few times they've gone big, they've gone bust. So if they mm-hmm. bust on this one, it's a problem. But you're right. Overall, uh, I think they did a, a pretty good job. Very good job.
4: Which one of those pickups, Ron, did you like best? I mean, um, they, they get their deep threat for Brady for the first time since Randy Moss, but right. keeping t- Hightower, I thought, was big, and also, you know, getting Gilmore. You see him twice a year in Buffalo, at least. You saw yeah, it I actually year. think
6: getting Gilmore is big because I, I think what's going on here is that Belichick, as he usually does, he plays it season by season, and he looks at that schedule and he sees they're playing almost all the top quarterbacks in football, whereas a right. year ago they played uh, none of the top quarterbacks in Division Three football. So, you know, big difference. <laughs> so you better be able to, uh, to have a shutdown corner, or at least who you think is a shutdown corner. Mm-hmm. And uh, they were high on Gilmore when he came out of college, uh, and they're still you know high on him now. So uh, I think it was looking to the two 2017 season exclusively and saying, okay, what are we up against this year? Well, we better get some better
4: play in the back end. Right. Well, then, of course, we're on after New England. We've yes. got Gooses Cowboys. Goose's Cowboys. How about them, them Cowboys? How about them, Cowboys? Goose, man, they're actually tied for second at 10-1 to odds, which was down slightly from early February, but nevertheless, they're still tied for second. You okay with that? Not with this defense.
5: You know, I'm not sure any team has taken the offseason hits that these Cowboys have taken. They lost four starters on defense and free agency, including their best-run defender and three members of the secondary. They've lost two starters on what was considered the best offensive line in football. Their NFL rushing leader is inviting an NFL suspension for a St. Patrick's Day annex. And there's that potentially ugly split with Tony Romo still in the works. You know, mm-hmm. So there's, there's much work to be done between now and February for the Cowboys to, to be a, the sheer thing. Las Vegas seems to think they are.
4: So, Goose, I mean, you're the master of the draft, always have been. Will you tell me if you're in that draft room with a war room with Jerry and the rest of the Joneses, uh, draft defense, defense, defense?
5: Pass rush, pass rush, pass rush. They can't rush yeah. passer. Until they get a pass for us, it doesn't matter who's in the secondary.
4: Okay. Well, in case you're wondering, people uh, tied with the Cowboys for second. Green Bay and Seattle. They're at ten to one. Also, fifth was Atlanta, at twelve to one, and sixth was the Steelers at fourteen mm. to one. A little bit surprised there, but um, you you guys want to you want to shake that order up or are you okay with the goose? I'll start with you. Um, you like that order? Or do you like somebody else?
5: No, only only two two of the eight division champions repeated in 2016, so automatically. Don't lock in on the incumbents. So I've got a couple sleepers for you. Keep an eye on Tennessee in the mm-hmm. AFC and mm-hmm. Tampa in the NFC. Tampa,
4: wow! What do you like about Tampa?
5: Deshaun Jackson, quarterbacks on the, on the rise. They got two deep weapons now. They were nine and seven last year. I think this, they take the next step.
4: Yeah, I'm with you on Tennessee. I, I think that division's wide open, and yeah. I think they're the team to to, to go to the top. But. Uh, Ron, I just repeated this order to you. Um, You on the uh, Tennessee and Tampa Bay bandwagon with Goose, or are you in with somebody Uh, else?
6: I'm not so sure. Uh, If they get any decent quarterback play, Jacksonville I think could be a surprise team. I Mm -hmm. I would bring Atlanta up and drop the Packers. I think the Packers have been overrated for a couple years now uh, because of their quarterback. Makes up for a lot of sins like Brady does. But their defense stinks, Uh, (laughs) and, and, and as long as it continues to be odorous, They are going nowhere. (laughs) What
4: is that word again? Odorous. Hey, Ron, quick question for you. Is anyone going to pressure the the Pats in the AFC?
6: Well, I mean, maybe the Raiders, if their quarterback is healthy. I I think they got a good shot. And I think Miami's better, but not good enough.
4: Okay, so the answer is no. Uh, We're going to stop right there and go to commercial. When we return, it's the sad stories of Dwight Clark and Gail Sayers and what they mean for the NFL. You're listening to the Talk of Fame Network. Now, the reminder that the Talk of Fame Network is brought to you by Geico Insurance, where 15 minutes can save you 15% or more on car insurance. For more details, go to geico.com.
7: Hi, Tom Bodette. Apparently the hip thing for businesses to do these days is target millennials. So it may sound sus coming from this baby boomer, but Motel 6 is a V-great place for your squad to stay woke or asleep. The updated rooms are hashtag blessed with contemporary floors, bedding, and flat screen TVs that are totally on fleek. Plus, their prices are always low AF. I'm Tom Bodette, and we'll keep it lit for you. Book online at
8: motel6.com. I'm Jay Farner, president of Quicken Loans. Changes in Washington are not only affecting the nation's economy, but your families as well. Quicken Loans can show you how to take cash out of your home to pay off credit card debt or invest in home improvements. The rate today on a 30-year fixed rate mortgage is 4.375%, APR 4.6%. Call 800-QUICKEN today or go to quickenloans.com. That's 800-QUICKEN.
9: Call for cost information and conditions. Equal housing lender. Licensed in all 50 states. NMLS. ConsumerAccess.org. Number 3030.
10: Hi, this is Lori Grenier. You've seen me on Shark Tank. If you're like me, you probably rely on your phone to get things done. So I know you'll want to hear about Cabbage's mobile app. Cabbage has created a simple way for business owners to get funding from their phones. Download the mobile app and you can complete the application in minutes and access funds anytime. Cabbage has provided over $2.5 billion in funding to 90,000 small businesses. Download the Cabbage app today or call 888-CABBAGE. That's Cabbage with a K, K-A-B-B-A-G-E.
11: Burger King presents Breakfast Stories. Here's Pete, Tony, and the two for four dollar sandwich deal.
12: The other day, Pete and I go to Burger King for my sandwich. You know, they're just two for four bucks. Oh, it's my favorite. I'm like, what? Yeah, so I got two sandwich and I get one to this guy. I'm like, who are you? I'm the guy that just paid for your breakfast. That's my favorite guy.
11: (laughs) You guys. The croissant sandwich deal is two for $4. Now made with 100% butter for a soft and flaky croissant. Get two croissant sandwiches now for $4 only at Burger King. Price and participation
2: vary. Five times more hires are made through Indeed.com than any other job site according to independent research. Imagine a lottery that had five times more winners or a Sunday with five times more touchdowns. When you're hiring, it makes five times more sense to use Indeed. Right now, we're giving new users a $50 credit to post a sponsored job on the world's number one job site. Claim your $50 credit at Indeed.com credit. Terms, conditions, and quality standards apply
13: This is the Talk of Fame Network on SB Nation Radio. Here are your Hall of Fame voters, Ron Borges, Rick Gosselin, and Clark Judge. They are who we thought they were.
4: Hey, Ron Borges. Yes, sir. You know what the best place to have breakfast is? I say Burger King. Well, yeah. How about our warm croissant? Is there another place? There is none other, and you are very warm there, Ron. You're red hot. Now at Burger King, you can get two on Witch breakfast sandwiches for just $4. You heard me, two for $4. Croissant Witch, only Burger King. Price and participation vary. Talk of Fame networks also brought to you by Grasshopper. Turn your mobile phone into a business phone system with Grasshopper, the entrepreneur's phone system. Get a local toll-free number or bring your own. See how it works. Go to grasshopper.com. Well, the 49ers have
14: this hatred for the Cowboys because of the early 70s. And then to finally beat them in the '80s, early '80s, that that was awesome. I mean, after they in 1980 they beat us 59 to 14 in Dallas, and Bill was in the locker room saying, "Don't ever forget this. Those motherfuckers ran this score up. We'll never forget this." And so when we played them the next year, we were trying to run the score up on them, and we and we beat them out of 45 to 17 or something. And if we'd had more time, Bill would have just kept throwing it. So that it was that fueled the, the rivalry. But it's like the '70s Cowboys got a the early '80s of uh, 49ers got the Cowboys, and then the rubber match was that early '90s, and the and the Cowboys came out on top. They were good, man. Emmitt Smith was the- <laughs> a
4: If you don't recognize that voice, that was Dwight Clark back when we had him on a 2015 show and asked him about the Cowboys-49ers rivalry. As always, uh, he was candid, and he was entertaining, and he almost always is. But there was nothing entertaining about what Dwight had to say this week when he announced he's been diagnosed with ALS, otherwise known as Lou Gehrig's disease. It's an insidious disease that claimed the lives. This year, former Raiders offensive lineman Mickey Marvin, who Ron covered, and former New England and Eagles fullback Kevin Turner, who Ron also covered, it's a disease that struck former players like Tennessee linebacker Tim Shaw, New Orleans safety Steve Gleason, and Baltimore safety O.J. Bergantz. Guys, I, I understand that roughly 6,000 persons per year are diagnosed with ALS, but I'll be honest with you, it sure seems as if there's an extremely high percentage of NFL players who are afflicted by it. I, I know Dwight, who's been on our show three times now. Uh, he said he thought there could be a correlation between the head injuries and ALS and, and the NFL. And, and I, I know he said he also hopes the NFL and or NFLPA is going to investi- investigate a, a possible link. And, Goose, I guess I'll start with you. Do think there are any chances of that happening? I mean, it, it, it affects so few people uh, that the NFL could say, well, it's just one of those things. But d- do does this spur an investigation to a, a possible link?
5: Yeah, but I think finding the finding the link, frankly, might be the easy part. Just as it was concussions, that's a politically correct thing to do, investigate the problem. But finding the solution will be the difficult part, just as it is for concussions. No part of the body, including and especially the head, was created to withstand the violence of NFL football. And therein lies the problem.
11: Yeah.
4: Well, Ron, I know we've had this conversation before because of the the Kevin Turner situation we discussed earlier. Um, But you believe strongly, at least I think you do, that, that football players contracting ALS, um, th- that they're closely linked to football players who endure concussions. Am I correct there?
6: Yeah, no, you're right. I mean, in fact, uh, I was around uh, Dr. Bennett Amalo, who's the guy, who, of course, really started the the whole thing with uh, finding CTE and in Mike Webster. Uh, and I was around him just a couple weeks ago. And one of the things he said was, "There's now a strong belief that that uh, it's actually not ALS. It has all the properties of ALS." but mm-hmm. it's actually directly uh, an outgrowth of this tau protein buildup. And there was a study a couple of years ago that National Institute for Occupational, Occupational Safety did, and uh, what they found out that was that uh, NFL players were four times more likely than the average population to have Lou Gehrig's disease. Ooh. And, you know, I mean, that, that number just jumps out at you. Yeah, it does. It's just four times uh, a disease that's fairly rare. Uh, it's gotten to the point where it's fairly rare. So, Ron,
4: just to follow up on what Goose said, I mean, how do you minimize the damage in, in a sport where, honestly, I mean, violence is such a big, and I think some would say, necessary part of it?
6: Well, you're both right. I mean, it's a very difficult. Football's not a contact sport you ever played. It's a collision sport. Dancing's a contact sport. Right. Uh, you know, but I do think this, that uh, one, possible, one possibility is with the improved equipment and so forth and the reduced hitting practices that they've begun, I think the best bet is to get these guys off HGH and all this stuff that we all know they're taking, uh, you do, we you the three of us could go sit at the mall all day long and we won't see. We can sit in front of a, a, you know any gym but Gold's Gym and you won't see ten people who look like these guys. So and you see them after their careers and they don't look like what they look like. Yeah, yeah. they're not just lifting weights. And look, uh, I'm no mathematician, but uh, you know mass times speed equals bad news for football players.
5: Yeah, I think. Uh, it, the equipment designed to protect has now become part of the assault. The helmet, the shoulder pads, tackling has become a lost art. You know, zeroing in on ball carriers like Scud missiles. Right. The arms used to be an important part of the tackle. Wrap up, see what you hit. Now they're just useless ornaments. Football's always been a violent sport, but these new tackling techniques its become a dangerous sport.
6: Well, I mean, you're right, Goosh. I'll tell you, I, a friend of mine for the Raiders, I've been doing this little man cave thing. He sent me a Raiders helmet to put up in there. And, you know, I had my old... Ratty old football helmet from when dinosaurs roamed the earth, and you compare that helmet with this thing. Yeah, you know, the thing feels like it weighs forty pounds. Right. You know, it's like a bowling ball. You put that thing on, well, you're gonna feel like you're, you know, you're you are a missile. Nothing going to well, hurt you with putting this thing on.
4: Well, unfortunately, guys, uh, Dwight wasn't the only bad news we got this week. Uh, Hall of Famer running back Gale Sayers, as we mentioned. It's afflicted with dementia, and, and this seems to me to be a recurring story that we deal with on this program. Uh, we've spoken to several individuals who have various degrees of dementia, to be honest, and we've come across individuals elected to the Hall of Fame who are suffering from it. Um, it. It just seems to me uh, I, this one is a far more widespread concern that never goes away, so much so that athletes today, and I know I think Randy Cross did this week, are donating their brains for CTE study. Uh, and that seems to me also to be a signal that players who are usually the last line of defense believe there's a correlation between... Head injuries and dementia goose, as as much as also these young players who are retiring early at the ages even at twenty four, twenty-five.
5: You know, there are there are gonna be blows to the head in all sports, whether it's football, soccer, basketball, boxing, across whatever. You know, I, I think when the research is complete, you'll see a direct correlation between sports and head injuries. You know, the, the head was never meant to be battered. Everyone mm-hmm. now knows the risks involved. Head injuries are an occupational hazard in most sports, and quite simply going forward, everyone has a choice to make.
6: Well, you know, you're right, Goose, but here's one of the things I always found interesting because, you know, many people, as you guys know, i have been around boxing since I was six, and uh, some people say that accounts for some of the things I've said and done over the years, but be that as it may, in boxing, if you get knocked out or, or you're in a fight and it has to be stopped, you can't box or spar in a gym for 90 days, as barbaric as boxing is. Football, you can't play till they wake you up, and that's got to change in a big-time way. There's yeah. got to be no more of these on-the-sideline questions, uh, you know, what's the month between April and June? Uh, okay, back on the field. You know, you're out. That's it. You're out. You don't come back. Now I don't know that that's going to solve the problem. Uh, it isn't, uh, but at least it might alleviate some of these things. Well, they've they've well, got to get real here.
4: Well, Goose he is talking about solving the problem. I mean, both of these guys are high-profile guys, G- Gale Sayers, Dwight Clark. They're both icons of the NFL. What impact do you think all this has on the future of the sport, if any?
5: Well, like I said, we all have a choice to make. You know, Some will play and live with the risk, Some will not. But the danger now is evident to all.
6: Yeah, it's sort of like cigarette smoking. You know, when, when my mother was smoking, which ultimately killed her, you know, she had no idea what it was, just like a lot of these the players that we're talking about that are suffering now from the era in which they played. The guys playing today, everybody knows. You know, your parents know, everybody knows. And I think a lot of parents are going to make a hard decision and many of them are going to make a decision not to play football, uh, frankly, including yours truly. Yeah,
4: right. Well, anyway, a, a very tough week for football fans everywhere. Uh, Dwight Clark and Gail Sayers, we're thinking of you. Up next, we have Baltimore Ravens GM Ozzie Newsom as our salute to college football continues. This week with the University of Alabama. You're listening to the Talk of Fame Network. This is Brian Billick, and you're listening to the Talk of Fame Network.
10: Hi, this is Lori Grenier. You've seen me on Shark Tank. If you're like me, you probably rely on your phone to get things done, so I know you'll want to hear about Cabbage's mobile app. Cabbage has created a simple way for business owners to get funding from their phones. Download the mobile app, and you can complete the application in minutes and access funds anytime. Cabbage has provided over $2.5 billion in funding to 90,000 small businesses. Download the Cabbage app today or call 888-CABBAGE. That's Cabbage with a K, K K-A-B-B-A-G-E.
2: In your business, you trust people who time and time again get the job done. At Indeed.com, we deliver five times more hires than any other job site, according to independent research. That's why over three million businesses use Indeed when they're hiring, because getting the job done matters. Right now, we're giving new users a $50 credit to post a sponsored job on the world's number one job site. Claim your $50 credit at Indeed.com slash credit. Terms, conditions, and quality standards apply.
11: Burger King presents Breakfast Stories. Here's Pete, Tony, and the two for $4 dollars croissant sandwich deal.
12: The other day, Pete and I go to Burger King for my croissant sandwich. You know they're just two for four bucks. Oh, it's my favorite. I'm like, what? Yeah, so I got two sandwiches and I give one to this guy. I'm like, who are you? I'm the guy that just paid for your breakfast. That's my favorite guy.
11: <laughs> you guys. The croissant sandwich deal is two for $4. Now made with 100% butter for a soft and flaky croissant. Get two croissant sandwiches now for $4 only at Burger King. Price and participation vary.
0: As an entrepreneur, you're always on the go. So turn your mobile phone into a business phone system with Grasshopper, the entrepreneur's phone system. Make and receive business calls using our iPhone and Android apps. Get a new business number or keep your current one. Forward your calls to any phone and even get your voicemails transcribed. Join over 250,000 small businesses who stay connected with Grasshopper. See how it works at grasshopper.com, the entrepreneur's phone system.
13: This is the Talk of Fame Network on SB Nation Radio. Here are your Hall of Fame voters, Ron Borges. Cannot play with them. Rick Gosselin.
7: Cannot win with them.
13: And Clark Judge.
7: Cannot coach with them. Can't do it. I want winners.
4: Talk of Fame Network is brought to you by Grasshopper. Turn your mobile phone into a business phone system with Grasshopper, the entrepreneur's phone system. Get a local toll-free number or bring your own. See how it works? Go to grasshopper.com. Com. Talk about winners. We've got one right here. As most people know, Ozzie Newsom's one of the top general managers in the NFL, having built a pair of Super Bowl champions with the Baltimore Ravens. Ozzie clearly knows what a player looks like because before he became a talent evaluator, Ozzie Newsom was a Hall of Fame tight end with the Cleveland Browns. And before he was a Hall of Fame tight end with Cleveland, he was a rare four-year starter at Bama, where he was an All-American and first-round NFL draft pick. Probably heard that fight song right there behind us a lot. His coach Bear Bryant called him the greatest end in Alabama history. And with our spotlight on Alabama this week, Ozzy Newsom's here to talk about his days with the Crimson Tide. And for all of you out there, special treat here, who wondered if there actually is a Wizard of Oz, you're about to meet him. (laughs) Ozzy Newsom, thanks for joining us.
5: Uh, Good, good to talk to you guys. I was in your four seasons at Alabama. You played on three 11 and 1 teams, but never won a national title. In your first year, Bama suffered its only loss in the final game of the season. How frustrating was it to be so close to a perfect season, so close to a national title, then fail to close the deal with a bowl victory?
3: Well, the biggest reason I went to Alabama was the opportunity to win a national championship. Uh, they had won uh, won the year before, had been voted you know, uh, the national championship the year before. And uh, instead of going to some colleges where I could have amazed a lot of stats, I chose to go to Alabama so that I would, you know, win an SEC championship, go to major bowls, and uh, hopefully would get a national championship, and I was not able to achieve that.
6: We all know about how great Bear Bryant was and how tough he was. You hear those legendary tough stories. But how did he deal with those very rare losses that you guys
12: suffered?
3: Well, you know, uh, at any time we lost, he took all of the blame. And anytime we won, he gave us all the credit, us and the assistant coaches. So, you know, he would, he would take it, all the responsibility of not having properly prepared us for the game if we lost it. And that was the type of coach and the man that he was, that, you know, when things were going bad, it was on him. And when things were going good then he gave the credit to everyone else.
4: We're speaking with Hall of Famer and Baltimore GM Ozzie Newsom on the Talk of Fame Network, and you can find us at talkoffamenetwork.com or on Twitter at, at Talk of Fame Net. And Oz, uh, another question about the Bear. Um, what impact did he have on you as a, as a player, and, and really what impact did he have on you as an individual?
3: Well, I, I think the lessons that he taught all of us. I mean, any time I run across a former teammate or anyone that played before me or after me that played for Coach Bryant, we all have the same narrative, and that is, you know, the lessons that he taught us while we were playing are the lessons that we used in our family life, uh, being parents, and also in our professional life uh, with me being a professional player, ex-player, and now uh, a guy that works in uh, management in the National Football League. Those lessons that he taught us about, you know, thinking more of other people than yourself, always thinking about the team first, you know, always giving the very best that you could give at all times. All of those things transfer right into my family life and into my professional life as a GM.
5: Oz, was it stressful being a four-year starter for coaches? Demanding as the bearer?
3: I would say challenging, but fun. And uh, you know, the challenge every year is that you know they—I guess it would have been another five-star recruit was coming in to uh, <laughs> compete for your job, and which uh, help you to never get complacent. You know, you can never. Feel like that I had already achieved everything, because if you got complacent and wasn't getting better, someone would pass you up, because the guy behind you was pretty good too. So just having those things there in place like that uh, allows you that you know, hey, you know, you go from a freshman to a sophomore, you think you've conquered the world, and he goes, no, not yet, my man. And then you go, <laughs> and even up until my senior year, uh, he was still challenging me about you know being the right type of leader that the other guys could follow so uh he challenged us but he he did it in a way that you know you understood why he was doing it and then you accepted it
6: when you win 42 games in your college career like you did at alabama there there obviously has got to be quite a few memorable moments that you had but when you think back on your time there ozzy what was the most memorable moment you had at alabama
3: well, I mean, you know, hey, you can always, I can brag that I never lost to Tennessee and I never lost to Auburn. Uh, <laughs> so those two, because, uh, you know, when you started the season, all of those were the teams that you said, okay, we got to go to on the third Saturday in October, we got to beat Tennessee, and then, you know, for bragging rights in the state, uh, having to beat Auburn. But I think probably the, the biggest uh, signature win for me was my senior year. Uh, we go out to USC. We had already lost to Nebraska in a close game. And the only chance we would have had to contend for the national championship was beating USC. And on that field, I think, starting with uh, the freshman and sophomore, I think it was like 32 or 33 first round draft picks on both teams that were playing. Marcus (laughs) Allen, I think, was a sophomore.
2: You know, Ronnie Lott was
3: a junior, and, you know, Clay Matthews was, of course, a senior like I was. And we had Barry Krause and Marty Lyons and Don McNeil and Dwight Stevens and all those guys on our team and uh we won 17 16 on uh they went for two and we stopped them and we got the ball back and uh and they you know never gave them the opportunity to uh you know get the ball back on their offense so i think that was the signature win it was a win we had to have and uh and we went out with our backs against the wall in los angeles and came away with a big win against a a great usc
4: team Ozzy, remember that SC defensive backfield at secondary, I think had Ronnie Lott, I think Browner was in there, uh Dennis Smith and Dennis Smith,
3: Je- yep. Jeff Fisher?
4: Was Jeff Fisher in there too?
3: I think Jeff was on that team also. Yeah, oh, so that like I said, they that was uh, <laughs> that was a two pretty good football teams going head to head out there in Los Angeles that day.
4: I've got a question for you as a as a GM. Um I mean since two thousand ten you've used a first round pick in two seconds on Alabama players. Now, you know the standards at that school, and you've already talked about them, but what are you getting when you draft a player from Alabama?
3: Well, you know, Nick does a very good job of molding those players and to become complete players. You know, they understand what hard work is, they understand what preparation is, and they understand about competing at a very high level. Uh, So when you get one of those players, you know, instead of having to put them through the process, for them to get to that level. They've already have played at that level. And, and it's like it was when I was there. And if you don't play and compete, then you probably don't get the opportunity to, to play. So they're accustomed to playing against and practicing against players of their equal. So, uh, you know, that's one of the reasons. And the other thing is, I mean, I do have an intimate knowledge of, of the players there. You know, I get a chance on, if, on the bye week. That uh, if we we don't have a game and Alabama has a game at home, I'm in Tuscaloosa, and I'm at the practices and so forth. And and you all know that Nick and I was on uh, worked together for four years for Belichick in Cleveland.
5: Right. there are, there are ten Alabama players invited to the combine this year and could be as many as six in the first round of the 2017 draft. Like you said, you work with Nick first, rest in Cleveland. What makes him special as a head coach?
3: Preparation. You know, he believes in dotting his I's and crossing his T's, and he makes sure everybody around him do the very same thing. And he also, he feels like he has to out-recruit everybody. Uh, yeah. There's no doubt about it that he's out there, and he probably don't spend a day of the 365 days of the year where he's not trying to recruit someone to come and be a part of the University of Alabama. So, uh, you know, but he he's, he's he, no one pushes and drives harder than Nick, but no one pushes himself and drive harder on himself than Nick, you know? So I think those are the reason why, you know, year in and year out, they're competing for a national championship.
6: Of all the players you've scouted uh, at Alabama, and Lord knows how many of those might be. Who was the best player uh, you saw there that you scouted there?
3: I, I would probably say from the outset, Julio. Wow. Uh, you know, I had a chance. It was one of the years we had a bye week and, uh, And Alabama was off that week. And uh, and I have a place down in South Alabama, and I was told about a high school football game that I could go to. And so I went to a high school football game, and there I saw this young man on the field who was a man playing against boys. So I I would say uh, Julio.
4: Ozzie, thanks so much for the time. (laughs) 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 Ozzie, thanks so much for the time. Always, always great to catch up with you.
3: I enjoyed talking to you guys, and I look forward to seeing you during the season and probably around draft time.
4: Thanks, Thanks, Ozzie. That was Baltimore GM and Hall of Famer Ozzie Newsome. Up next, Goose is going to tell you why he thinks someone who wasn't even included in last year's Hall of Fame preliminary list belongs in Canton.
7: Hi, Tom Bodette trying to align my chakras around this hot yoga thing. Yep, they finally found a way to make working out even more uncomfortable. Well, at least with Motel 6, you've got one less thing to sweat. They've got clean, comfortable, and now completely updated rooms at a great low price. So the only thing you're stretching is your dollar. Sounds like my kind of place to namaste. I'm Tom Bodette, and we'll leave the light and the AC on for you. Book online at motel6.com.
8: I'm Jay Farner, president of Quicken Loans. It's a great time to buy a home. Whether you're a first-time homebuyer or an experienced one, Quicken Loans has options that may help you get pre-approved for a mortgage with as little as 1% down. The rate today on a 30-year fixed-rate mortgage is 4.375%. APR, 4.6%. Call 800-QUICKEN today or go to quickenloans.com. That's 800-QUICKEN.
9: Call for cost information and conditions. Equal housing lender. Licensed in all 50 states. NMLS. ConsumerAccess.org. Number 3030.
11: Burger King presents... Breakfast Stories. Here's Pete, Tony, and the two for $4 croissant Sandwich Deal.
12: The other day, Pete and I go to Burger King for my croissant Sandwich. You know, they're just two for four bucks. Oh, it's my favorite. I'm like, what? Yeah, so I got two croissant sandwich, and I get one of this guy. I'm like, who are you? I'm the guy that just paid for your breakfast. That's my favorite guy.
11: <laughs> you guys. The croissant Sandwich Deal is two for $4, now made with 100% butter for a soft and flaky croissant. Get two croissant Sandwiches now for $4 only at Burger King. Price and participation vary.
0: As an entrepreneur, you're always on the go. So turn your mobile phone into a business phone system with Grasshopper, the entrepreneur's phone system. Make and receive business calls using our iPhone and Android apps. Get a new business number or keep your current one. Forward your calls to any phone and even get your voicemails transcribed. Join over 250,000 small businesses who stay connected with Grasshopper. See how it works at grasshopper.com, the entrepreneur's phone system.
13: This is the Talk of Fame Network on SB Nation Radio. Here are your Hall of Fame voters, Ron Borges, Rick Gosselin, and Clark Judge. What we're dealing with here is a
2: complete lack of respect for the law.
4: As an entrepreneur, you're always on the go, right? So turn your mobile phone into a business phone system with Grasshopper. Get a local toll-free number or just bring your home. See how it works? Go to grasshopper.com. So also go to Burger King, guys, because you know where the best place to have breakfast is? Yeah, be, be Burger King on a warm croissant. And you can get them at Burger King now. In fact, you get two which breakfast sandwiches for just $4. That's right, two for four which only at Burger King. Price and participation vary. Well, uh, Ben Roethlisberger didn't go to Alabama. School we're featuring this week. He went to Miami University, as in Miami of Ohio. And I noticed he said he's leaning, and that would be his word, not mine. Toward returning to the Steelers in 2017, no surprise there, guys. I never really doubted he'd be back. However, and Goose, I say, however, if he did not return, you know where I'm going here, Goose. If he did not yes, play sir. another down, I got it. The Ben Roethlisberger, almost a certain Hall of Famer. Am I right or am I wrong?
5: Well, Ken Stabler was a championship quarterback, a passing champion in an all-decade selection. When he retired, he was, in your words, Clark, an almost certain Hall of Famer. Yet he waited 27 years for his boss, Eli Manning, one two Super Bowls. Jim Plunkett won two Super Bowls. I think you need more to win more than two Lombardis for that almost certain designation.
4: Ron, I thought that was Dr. Data. It turns out it was Dr. Doom. I mean, I understand <laughs> Goose's reluctance here, but, I mean, listen, A, the Hall loves quarterbacks, right? And, and B, this guy now has won or been to three Super Bowls. He's won two of them, but, but he's also won twice as many games as he's lost. He's only had one losing year as a starter. That was 2006, 2007 and 8. And he's 13-7 and seven in the playoffs. So, I mean... What more do you want from a candidate?
6: Well, Clarky, uh, the Gooseman is the king of doom. I am the prince of doom. Uh <laughs> look, of Jim, <laughs> Jim, well, that too. Jim Plugin won two Super Bowls, as, as Goose pointed out. He was Super Bowl MVP. He was Rookie of the Year. He went 38-19 uh, with the Raiders when he finally got to a decent team. He was 8-2 and two in the playoffs. Anybody talking about him for Canton? No, they are not. You so, are. <laughs> I am, but nobody else is. So I'm not so sure with Rosberg. I think he's on the cusp between the Hall of Very Good and the Hall of Fame. Now, if you talk to the blow-dried heads on TV, everybody's first ballot Hall of Famer. But I think he's got a little more of a struggle than you might think.
4: Well, on behalf of of fans everywhere, I hope you guys are wrong. I love watching this guy play. Now, tell you what. Ron, guy that uh, our Rick Gosling loved watching play, is someone he wrote about this week on our website, talkoffamenetwork.com, and that's someone we had on this program last fall. Former defensive lineman, Leroy Glover. And, Goose, I know you think he belongs in the Hall of Fame conversation, so guess what? The floor is yours. Tell us why.
5: Can you be a great player on a bad football team? If you're an offensive player with stats, you can. O.J. Simpson proved that. His four NFL rushing titles overwhelmed the fact he played in teams that won only 30% of their games on his way to first Hall of Fame election in 1985. But if you're a defensive player, good luck. The deck is stacked against defenders from the start. There are 266 players enshrined in, in the Hall of Fame. Only 87 played defense. That's a modest 33%. Of those 87 defensive players, 32 of them did not win any championships. And many of those players paid a penance for that lack of team success. Steelers cornerback Jack Butler waited 50 years for his enshrinement. Rams linebacker Les Richter waited 46 years. And Lions cornerback Dick LeBeau, 33 years. Leroy Glover continues to pay his penance. Few defensive tackles played the game better. He was an undersized DT at San Diego State who slid to the fifth round of the 1996 NFL Draft. The Raiders selected him but were not impressed, cutting him in 1997 after he appeared in just two games. New Orleans claimed him on waivers, and Glover went on to become a pass rushing dynamo there, collecting 50 sacks in his five seasons with the Saints. In 2000, he became only the second defensive tackle ever to lead the NFL in sacks, with 17. He went to six consecutive Pro Bowls his final two seasons in New Orleans and all four of his seasons with Dallas where he signed as a free agent. He was voted the NFL All-Decade team for the 2000s. He retired after the 2008 season and became eligible for the Hall of Fame in 2014. But he's never been a finalist for Canton. He's never even been a semifinalist. In fact, he wasn't even included on the list of 94 preliminary candidates for the class of of 2017. How can such a great player be forgotten so quickly. Well, if you play defense and didn't win a championship, you have two strikes against you in this Hall of Fame selection process, and that's a shame because Leroy Glover deserves a far better fate. Well, Ghost, Leroy Glover, or Pat Swilling, most overlooked Saint Hall of Fame candidate. Easy one, Ron. Only one of them became an All-Decade selection. I'll go with him, Leroy Glover. That is a signal that
4: our first half is nearly over. And, Gooseman, you have this week's two-minute drill, so get us started.
5: Tom Brady's Super Bowl jersey, a valuable piece of memorabilia, has been recovered. What is your favorite piece of memorabilia in your
4: closet? My trapeze.
5: My plastic battle station army helmet from the Hagler Leonard fight. (laughs) Catches more of Tom Brady's passes next season. Julian Edelman or Brandon Cooks? Uh, That would be Giselle. It'll be Edelman, because Cooks runs one wrong route, and he's cooked. If you ran the Saints, what would you surrender in a trade for Malcolm Butler?
4: A year of all-you-can-eat gift certificates at Manali's. Get the barbecue
5: shrimp. Uh, the number
6: one pick and some beignets. Who are they going to draft better than the butler? Miles Garrett, Mike Garrett, or Garrett Morris? That would be Jason Garrett, your coach of the year, Goose. But once we agree, Jason Garrett, because I need to go for as bad as Tony Romo does.
5: The Cowboys have lost three starting defensive backs in free agency. Is that addition by subtraction from the NFL's 26th-ranked pass defense?
4: No, it's attrition by subtraction.
6: Bruce, they don't find three guys who are better. It's subtraction by subtraction. <laughs> Josh McCown is the best Jets quarterback since.
4: Bryce Patty.
5: Ha! Amish rifle, version 2015. <laughs> Speaking of quarterbacks, where does Jake Cutler play in 2017? Madden 18. Isn't he being blackballed? The Giants signed Geno Smith. The Raiders signed E.J. Manuel, And the Eagles signed Nick Foles. Which one do you trust more as a backup quarterback?
4: Geno, because I trust him to hold a clipboard for 16 games.
5: Uh, Nick Foles, but the Eagles are saying Novenas that he never has to prove it. Which quarterback do you prefer in the 2017 draft? Deshaun Watson, Deshaun Kaiser, Mitch Trubisky, our friend of the show, Patrick Mahomes.
4: Patrick Mahomes, because, this man, unlike the others, He's a friend of the show.
5: Love Mahomes, but Deshaun Watson, to quote our pal Mike Singletary, I want winners. <laughs> if Daryl Reeves retires today at 31, is he a Hall of Famer?
4: Yep, even though I can no longer find Revis Island on any map.
5: With 29 picks, he's buying a ticket to the Hall of Fame. <laughs> Will Rob Gronkowski's career last long enough to enter the Hall of Fame discussion?
4: Already asked, Goose. If Terrell Davis can get in with four good seasons, so can Gronk. Goose, I
5: agree with Clark, and that's the problem. Again? Wow. Brandon Marshall, Gary Marshall, or Marshall Dillon? Marshall Crenshaw. Hit it, guys. I can't stand to see you
3: sad. I can't hear you
6: cry. Marshall Dillon, he was shot 56 times, knocked unconscious 29 times, stabbed three times, and poisoned <laughs> once on gun smoke, and he still played 20 years. <laughs>
4: Well, that is the end of our first hour. Don't go away. Nobody's getting shot or poisoned. When we come back, we'll sit down with former linebacker Leroy Jordan and soon-to-be retired Cincinnati Bengals PR director Jack Brennan. That's coming up. On this, the Talk of Fame Network.
2: This is Jason Taylor, and you're listening to the Talk of Fame Network. Over 3 million businesses use Indeed.com for hiring, and independent research shows that five times more hires are made through Indeed than any other job site. By creating the easiest, most effective hiring experience, we help businesses find great new people every day. Right now, we're giving new users a $50 credit to post a sponsored job on the world's number one job site. Claim your $50 credit at Indeed.com slash credit. Terms, conditions, and quality standards apply.
8: I'm Jay Farner, president of Quicken Loans. Housing values nationwide have risen by more than 6% year over year. Quicken Loans has smart ways to help you take advantage of your home's rising equity. In fact, you could take cash out to consolidate debt. The rate today on a 30-year fixed-rate mortgage is 4.375%. APR, 4.6%. Call 800-QUICKEN today or go to quickenloans.com. That's 800-QUICKEN.
9: Call for cost information and conditions. Equal housing lender. Licensed in all 50 states. NMLS. Consumeraccess.org. Number
7: 3030. Hi, Tom debt According to the dad bod craze, the lumpy, less-than-chiseled look is now totally in. So you could say I'm in the best shape of my life, and so is Motel 6. They've updated their properties nationwide with contemporary everything, still for the same low price you've come to expect. So your wallet can feel a little pleasantly plump, too. I'm Tom Bodette, and we'll leave the light on for you. Book online at Motel6.com.
11: Burger King presents Breakfast Stories. Here's Pete, Tony, and the two for $4 dollars croissant sandwich deal.
12: The other day, Pete and I go to Burger King for my croissant. Sandwich. You know, they're just two for four bucks. Oh, it's my favorite. I'm like, what? Yeah, so I got 2 croissant sandwiches and I get one of this guy. I'm like, who are you? I'm the guy that just paid for your breakfast. That's my favorite guy.
11: <laughs> you guys. The croissant sandwich deal is two for $4. Now made with 100% butter for a soft and flaky croissant. Get 2 croissant sandwiches now for $4 only at Burger King. Price and participation vary.
13: This is the Talk of Fame Network on SB Nation Radio. What the hell are we waiting on? Here are your Hall of Fame voters, Ron Borges. Do you want it or not? Rick Goslin. Do
7: you understand there's a price to pay?
13: And Clark Judge.
7: Can we have fun? You're damn right.
4: I demand that we have fun. Hey, Gooseman, do you know where the best place to have breakfast is?
5: Yeah, how about on a warm croissant? You are correct,
4: sir. That's why he's Dr. Datteron. He's on top of it. You can get one now at Burger King. In fact, you can get two, two Two witch breakfast sandwiches for just $4. You heard me, two for four, on witch, only Burger King. Price and participation vary. Talk of Fame Network is brought to you also by Grasshopper. Turn your mobile phone into a business phone system with Grasshopper. The entrepreneur's phone system, get a local toll-free number, bring your own. To see how it works, go to grasshopper.com. Well, welcome back to our number two of the Talk of Fame Network. I'm Clark, along with Rick and Ron, and soon, very soon, we're going to be joined by former linebacker Leroy Jordan of the University of Alabama and Dallas Cowboys, as well as Cincinnati Bengals PR director Jack Brennan, who retires this week. I think it's Friday. This Friday after 23 years on the job. But first, Goose, we mentioned free agency in the first segment earlier, um, and the money grabs all but over. But as we noted in the first hour of our program, um, it, it basically is dried up. All the, all the name free agents are gone. We re-ran a poll last week on the best free agent acquisition this year. You ran a poll, and it was a good one. You and know the voting was close. Who won?
5: The rich get richer. It's rare that an incumbent Pro Bowl hits the open market, but Stephen Gilmore did. The Patriots got him, and the best team of football just got better.
4: So who would you have voted for?
5: Martellus Bennett. Packers don't go into free agency very often, but what they do, they, they tend to sign a guy that can come in and contribute right away, and I think Bennett will have a big year with Aaron Rodgers.
4: How about you, Ron? Who would you have voted for? I'm so agreeable today.
5: Uh, yeah, I, I actually
6: agree with Bennett. I think he's uh, what Rodgers really needs, and I think that you know, you got him for a lot less money than they're paying for these corners, uh, so you got a much better chance of getting banged for your buck.
4: Okay, well, that was last week's poll, but the poll we're running now on talkoffamenetwork.com is which team, I mean team, not player, which team makes the final? Who's, who's your choice?
5: Now The Patriots. Gilmore, they traded for Cooks. Dwayne Allen, Coney huge huge offseason by the defending champions.
6: Yeah, I tend to agree. I think, uh, you know, getting Hightower to come back and Alan Branch, uh, the defensive tackle, was much more important than you would think. They brought him back and also all the guys, Cooks and Gilmore, that who's just talked about. It, they did a great job.
4: Give i some getting concerned. Ron's agreeing with both of us on this. I know.
6: Um, that's just, i got to go hit myself with a hammer. Wrong. Right
4: back. Must have been the <laughs> sun you were out in in Fort Myers. Exactly.
6: <laughs> little sunstroke will do it. <laughs> got
4: brain <laughs> bubbles. Um, well, we are, as we said, in the midst of our six-part college draft series. And today's topic is the University of Alabama. That's right, the University of Alabama. The roll tide, they're rolling right through our studio right now. And Goose, when I say Bama,
5: you say what? I say Tuscaloosa has become the first stop for every NFL team every offseason. The Crimson Tines has had 17 players selected in the first round this decade. That's six more than any other school. Bama's had a first-round pick in the last eight drafts. That's the longest streak in college football right now, double that of any other school. In 2011-12, Alabama had four players apiece selected in the first round. Miami, Florida set the NFL record with six first-rounders in 2004, and Alabama can match that in 2017. Nick Saban has that program up and running. He does
6: indeed, but when I think Alabama, I don't think about Nick Saban. I think about the Bear, Bear Bryant. Guy was a legend. As we all know, said one of the funniest things ever said to me. You're going to play in the super Superdome. I said, "You're going to wear your hat." He said, "My mom always told me you take your hat off inside." <laughs> so he didn't wear his hat.
4: <laughs> well, I, I don't think of the Bear. Uh, I don't think of Nick Saban. I, I'm going farther back there. That uh, guy who did play for the Bear, but uh, Joe Namath or, or Ken Stabler. I mean, they're the quarterbacks I'm most associate with that school. And Ron, I'm surprised, Ken Stabler, Raiders. What are you missing here? This is you're uh, off today. You just you're not. Yeah, I'm, just I'm off.
6: You're, hot in the sun. You know, it happens for baseball. Um,
4: but I'll tell you what I also associate with Alabama. Goosh will love this. One of the greatest stories I ever heard and was ever told, and you know what? <laughs> it was told by you, Ron, when you went there to Alabama to interview then-coach Ray Perkins. you remember it? Oh, yeah.
6: yeah. Ray, Ray was a man of few words, and they wanted me and do this massive 5,000-word story, on which isn't easy if you're interviewing him. But he had suffered a terrible head injury at Alabama, uh, why his pro career was so short. And so I figured, well, this is a way to go. So he agreed to walk on the field with me. So we're walking on the field there, at Legion Field, and I'm trying to get him to tell me what happened. And he goes, we're walking. And he points at the ground. He goes, there's where it happened. Right there. Right there. I said, really, what happened? Right there. Where I almost died. I said, well, what happened? He said, I lived. And he walked away. <laughs>
4: Shorter there's story the worst story in
6: history. Yeah.
4: <laughs> um, well, Goose, I'm not going to ask you to tell a great story, <laughs> but I, I do want to ask you, since you are Dr. Data and you're an uh, expert on drafts and draft players, uh, it, has there been a position of particular strength at Alabama?
5: You mean outside of quarterback? No, yeah, schools outside of quarterback. can, st- can stock a three-deep a quarterback position with three Hall of Famers. In fact, Ron's guy, Stabler, would be holding a clipboard behind Bart Starr and Joe Namath. Ha! But over, Star, huh? Wrong! Hey, hey, but over the years, linebacker has been the real Bama strength. Derek Thomas is in the Hall of Fame. We have Leroy Jordan coming up as, an, as a guest this, this next hour. There have been seven other first-runners from the school. Cornelius Bennett, E.J. Jr., Barry Krause, Dwayne Rudd, Rolando McLean, C.J. Mosley, and Ron's guy, Donta Hightower. And there's another on the way in this draft and Reuben Foster. He won the butkus last year as the best linebacker in college football.
4: Okay, Goose, since we're talking
5: history, another history
4: question for you. Most memorable Alabama game. Let's hear it.
5: Game? Probably the, the one involving the Bear or Sam Bam Cunningham went in there and showed them that uh, you can win with African-American players. And that kind of turned the tide, and, and the Bears started recruiting uh, the African-American players.
6: Well, you know, I have a little uh, long term memory loss, but short term pretty good. I was at that Alabama Clemson game uh, a couple years ago. That was one of the most fantastic football games I ever saw, and then they did it again. <laughs> <You> <laughs> I know? thought you were talking <laughs> you got, about this year. <laughs> well, that's what I'm saying. You got Alabama winning one year, you got, and you got them losing the next year. And in both games, you could have turned them inside out with, on the other way around. Two of the
5: greatest uh, college football games I ever saw.
4: Tremendous. Okay, Goose but most memorable Alabama player. Was it more than Bam or somebody else?
5: Don Hudson, without question. He was the best wide receiver of his era, a Hall of Famer. He was more dominant in his era than Jerry Rice was in his. When you make the NFL 75th anniversary team, you are a bona fide stud, and a stud he was. Eight-time NFL receiving champion. He was having 1,000-yard seasons in the 40s when other receivers were having 500-yard seasons. And let me predict, he'll be on the 100th (laughs) anniversary team as well.
4: Well, let me predict this, too, Goose. We're going to ask Ron the same question. How about Ken Stabler? Is there anyone else? Okay, Ron, most memorable Alabama player. I'll ask the question. What's the answer? John Hanna. Whoa.
5: Whoa.
6: He's going to be on that 75th anniversary team, too. This guy was the most acclaimed player at his position, guard though it might be, in the history of the game. He was huge. Huge in a way a road grader is huge. He could get madder than anybody ever seen, redder in the face than anybody has seen, including myself. And he would kill you. Plus, he had feet like Barishnikov. <laughs> it was unbelievable how athletic this guy was,
5: and he looked like a frigidaire. Plus, past friend of the show.
4: He past friend of the friend show. Of the show that's right. some, I, as I said, I'm concerned about him. Ron, stay out of the sun, would you please? <laughs> he didn't <laughs> say Stabler. No, hey, it's a good homer pick.
5: Good homer pick.
4: Yeah, it was best James thing Davis. about Alabama.
5: Best thing. So well, this is one of the few college programs that still plays defense, and that's a reflection of Saban, who broke in as an NFL defense coordinator under Belichick at Cleveland. He recruits defense and emphasizes defense. His team's held seven opponents to seven points or less last fall. They went into Baton Rouge, shut out LSU, held Southern Cal to six points. And I mentioned earlier that uh, Bama has six potential first-round draft picks. Four of them play defense. Two of them rush the passer. Hence Jonathan Allen and Tim Williams. If you need defense, defense you need to scout Bama.
4: Ron, best thing about Bama? Best thing about Bama? Sweet
5: tea.
2: (laughs) (laughs)
4: That's it. That's (laughs) it. Okay, how about the worst thing? Goose, worst thing about Bama?
5: You can't fly into Tuscaloosa direct. That's bad, but I'll give you something worse. George Wallace. Segregation now,
6: segregation tomorrow, and segregation forever. Thank God for Bear Bryant. (laughs) 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 He said... Uh, you ever seen that USC backfield,
4: George? Segregation no more. <laughs> that's right. Just win, baby. <laughs> yeah, That's exactly right. Hey, Goose, um, quick question for you. I mean, I, I know you know Nick Saban, and we've mentioned him here, but with all the success that he's had there, will, will he someday and, and maybe someday soon find himself on the same shelf as the bear as far as Alabama goes?
5: Please. There's only no. one bear.
4: That was the one that jumped Ron's back. It was doing the hundred yard dash in high school.
6: <laughs> I remember that bear. Uh, Ron, no, what do you say? No, nobody. I mean, it, this guy is just. I mean, it was ridiculous. You know, the, he he was on the tower there. The only guy who ever yeah. got to go up on the tower with him wasn't writing a check to the University of Alabama was Joe Namath. I mean, this was like a godlike figure, and he still is to this day.
4: Or maybe Nick should wear a houndstooth cap. Would that do it?
6: Yeah, that 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 hat that he wears doesn't do it, it looks like he's working <laughs> <Yeah. patient.
4: laughs> well. anyway ron i wish we had some of that alabama weather in the northeast right now but we don't so we're going to move mm-hmm. on to cincinnati where pr director jack brennan retires this week after 23 years and we'll talk to him right after this you are listening to the talk of fame network now the reminder that the talk of fame network is brought to you by geico insurance where 15 minutes can save you 15 percent or more on car insurance for more details go to geico.com we're also brought to you by grasshopper the entrepreneur's phone system turn your mobile phone into a business phone system With Grasshopper. And get a local or toll-free number, or just bring your own. To see how it works, just go to grasshopper.com.
7: Hi, Tom Bodette. Apparently, the hip thing for businesses to do these days is target millennials. So it may sound sus coming from this baby boomer, but Motel 6 is a V-great place for your squad to stay woke or asleep. The updated rooms are hashtag blessed with contemporary floors, bedding, and flat-screen TVs that are totally on fleek. Plus, their prices are always low AF. I'm Tom Bodette, and we'll keep it lit for you. Book online at motel6.com.
8: I'm Jay Farner, president of Quicken Loans. Changes in Washington are not only affecting the nation's economy, but your families as well. Quicken Loans can show you how to take cash out of your home to pay off credit card debt or invest in home improvements. The rate today on a 30-year fixed-rate mortgage is 4.375%. APR, 4.6%. Call 800-QUICKEN today or go to quickenloans.com. That's 800-QUICKEN.
9: Call for cost information and conditions. Equal housing lender. Licensed in all 50 states. NMLS. ConsumerAccess.org. Number 3030.
10: Hi, this is Lori Grenier. You've seen me on Shark Tank. If you're like me, you probably rely on your phone to get things done. So I know you'll want to hear about Cabbage's mobile app. Cabbage has created a simple way for business owners to get funding from their phones. Download the mobile app and you can complete the application in minutes and access funds anytime. Cabbage has provided over $2.5 billion in funding to 90,000 small businesses. Download the Cabbage app today or call 888 CABBAGE. That's CABBAGE with a K, K A B B A G E.
11: Burger King presents Breakfast Stories. Here's Pete, Tony, and the two for four dollar Kris Sandwich deal.
12: The other day, Pete and I go to Burger King for my Kris Sandwich. You know, they're just two for four bucks. Oh, it's my favorite. I'm like, what? Yeah, so I got two Kris Sandwich, and I give one to this guy. I'm like, who are you? I'm the guy that just paid for your breakfast. That's my favorite guy.
11: (laughs) You guys. The croissant sandwich deal is two for $4. Now made with 100% butter for a soft and flaky croissant. Get two croissant sandwiches now for $4 only at Burger King. Price and participation vary.
2: Five times more hires are made through Indeed.com than any other job site according to independent research. Imagine a lottery that had five times more winners or a Sunday with five times more touchdowns. When you're hiring, it makes five times more sense to use Indeed. Right now, we're giving new users a $50 credit to post a sponsored job on the world's number one job site. Claim your $50 credit at Indeed.com credit. Terms, conditions, and quality standards apply.
13: This is the Talk of Fame Network on SB Nation Radio. Here are your Hall of Fame voters, Ron Borges, Rick Goslin, and Clark Judge.
4: Just a reminder, the Talk of Fame Network is sponsored by GEICO, which is 15 minutes, can save you 15% or more on car insurance. For more details, go to geico.com, and you probably should have gone 15 minutes ago. Our next guest is someone we've relied on for years. Uh, more, that's more like decades, really, and that would be Cincinnati Public Relations Director Jack Brennan, who's retiring this week after 23 years on the job with the Bengals and another nine covering that team for one of the city's dailies. Jack, when's the retirement party? I think we missed our invites. I didn't see it. Did you, Ron?
15: I know. Well, checking the, the mail uh, right uh, now. Actually, there, there were th- turned out there were three of us here at the Bengals' uh, retiring this year after long careers and they had a nice little get-together for us. And uh, I think the uh, the scribes here in town are going to try to get together here in April and we'll all nice. uh, have a few beverages and a nice evening. So I'm looking forward to that. Terrific.
4: Well, I, I mentioned you're on the job 23 years with the Bengals. What are you going to miss most?
15: I'll just miss the, uh, just the excitement of it. You know, we, we are all the same way. I think we all, loved sports when we grew up and, and we wanted to get into sports in some ways and, and, and we all got into it through the media and then the opportunity came to me to join the team after covering it for nine years and uh, it's just exciting to be close to it. Uh, people think it's cool, people want to talk to you about what you do, uh, it, it, uh, it, it makes you feel a little bit special. And uh, I, I know I'll miss that to some extent when I step out.
5: And, Jack, what will you miss least?
15: What will I miss least? Uh, es- especially in this job, I will just miss the uh, 24-7 uh, grind of it all. There's a lot of responsibility and I'll, just so many things you have to do. There's, there's more things you have to do, I think, than, than when you're a successful sports writer And some of them are not not quite as fun, so uh, it's it's been great, but after 23 years of it, I'm ready to uh, experience life with a little more free time. I I just might step back over the fence a little bit and uh, pick up a few uh, uh, part-time writing jobs on the side. (laughs) Wow. (laughs) Wow. We've got an opening here. (laughs) (laughs) Well, you know how to reach me. (laughs) <laughs> we do. I would love to keep my toe in the uh, the sports slash media world because uh, I, I just really like media people. I never really stopped being a media person at heart. So I, I, I would like to, like I say, keep keep a toe in that a little bit. That's interesting
6: to hear because uh, sometimes you get the feeling these days that some of the PR guys don't like us that much. Yeah, <laughs> you right. know, it's kind of a changed... Uh, uh, environment a little bit from uh, what it yeah, used to well, be. Yeah, well, they didn't you all were.
15: grow up. They, they, they didn't all spend 20 years in the media before they got into PR like I did. Exactly.
6: Exactly. <laughs> and that's one of the things I wanted to ask you about. You covered the team, of course, as, as Clark mentioned, and then you went over to the other side as PR director. Uh, kind of wondering, what did you learn about both businesses uh, when you made that move, and did you find out that maybe as a sports writer you don't know as much as you think you know, or at least you don't, have as clear a picture as you thought you had
15: oh man that's kind of a complex question to answer uh it it was kind of a strange move when i made it in 1993 no 94 was my first year with the Bengals because uh there wasn't i think there's been a little more crossover since and uh but being here in Cincinnati, I, I was coming into the Bengals facility every day, just like I always did before, but it was, everything, everything was switched. I was part of the team. And uh, one thing maybe I didn't realize was, uh, was how much the, uh, the writers uh, and, and the media people really expect help from the PR department and we you know we're a little bit demanding about it and we're a little bit uh, miffed when they didn't if they didn't quite think they were getting the help they needed but i just tried to keep it on a real open line of communication with mutual respect and you know when we we couldn't do something for media people i think when i explained it uh, the media people were able to understand it Do media people not understand everything that goes on within the team? Well, sure, but uh, I I think they understand a lot of what they need to understand.
4: We're soon to be retiring Cincinnati Bengals PR Director Jack Brennan on the Talk of Fame Network, and you can find us on the web at talkoffamenetwork.com or on Twitter at at Jack. You and I go way back. I remember when I did that notes network out in San Diego. You were one of the guys on the telephone, and people would laugh today. On the telephone, we had about eight guys on the phone. We thought that was revolutionary. But um, because you've been on both sides of the fence, I'm just wondering, what do you think is the biggest misconception from the public's perspective about the Cincinnati Bengals?
15: I guess we still have to fight off some of the uh, uh, old stuff from many years ago about the team being too frugal to be successful. The team has spent to the, to the salary cap uh, prudently every year for years now. I think it's gotten a lot of praise from analysts about managing the cap. Management doesn't make a lot of wild and splashy moves in free agency but I think the, uh, the, the true facts show that that is not a real prudent way to go. And I don't think you ever see the Bengals releasing guys who can still play because of cap problems.
5: Jack, two prong question. Who was your favorite Bengal to deal with first as a writer, then as a PR guy?
15: Chris Collinsworth was uh, lived up to his reputation as uh, justifiably tremendous uh, when I got here. He'd been in Cincinnati a few years, but. Uh, He earned everything uh, he got in terms of acclaim and of being a fan favorite and a media favorite. Well, there's a lot of people. Uh, Boomer Esiason was uh, tremendously interesting as a beat writer. Uh, Always had something for you. Sam Weish was always tremendously interesting. Uh, As far as uh, being a PR guy, the one that comes to mind right now just... There have been many, but Andy Dalton is just a great, even guy who understands what's required of a quarterback and uh, is uh, easy to deal with. He doesn't always do everything you want, but he's reasonable and pleasant to deal with. And I will say that uh, Carson Palmer, when he was here, was always that way, too. He understood the deal. What he needed to do, and uh, the other stuff was optional, and sometimes he'd do it, but he he would never leave. Not neither he nor Andy, as quarterbacks, would ever leave the PR guy in a in a bad situation. We
6: got about uh, thirty seconds, Jack, and of course the natural question to ask is, is what ne- what's next? You know, I mean, your life's been pro football for thirty years. Uh, what's going to fill that hole?
15: Yeah, well, I think I I, I covered that a little bit, but uh, I. Uh, I hope to keep my toe in sports and media, and, uh, you know, this is a very demanding 24-7, 365 job, so I am really looking forward to having uh, more time just to pursue life as an individual.
4: (laughs) Hey, Jack, thanks so much for the time, and and thanks so much for the help over all these years. Uh, Trust me, you're going to be missed.
15: All right, guys, I really appreciate your having me on. Thanks, Jack.
4: Thanks, Jack. That was Cincinnati Bengals PR director, Jack Brennan, who retires at the end of this week.
5: Goose, what are you going to remember most about Jack? Jack had a very dry sense of humor, very <laughs> understated, and uh, n- no one took the Bengals seriously for a long time, but we all took Jack seriously. No, Goose is right. I can remember more than a, a few times being out there, and
6: I'd be leaving, he'd say something to me, and I would get to my car, and then I would start laughing. <laughs> <laughs> yes, <laughs> like, that's
4: right.
11: Shouldn't I figure
15: that
4: well, out? Anyway, best of luck, Jack, wherever you are. Up next, linebacker Leroy Jordan. This is the Talk of Fame Network.
11: Burger King presents Breakfast Stories. Here's Pete, Tony, and the two for four dollar sandwich deal.
12: The other day, Pete and I go to Burger King for my croissan You know they're just two for four bucks. Oh, it's my favorite. I'm like, what? Yeah, so I got two sandwich, and I give one to this guy. I'm like, who are you? I'm the guy that just paid for your breakfast. That's my favorite
11: guy. (laughs) You guys. The croissant sandwich deal is two for $4. Now made with 100% butter for a soft and flaky croissant. Get two croissant sandwiches now for $4 only at Burger King. Price and participation vary.
2: Writing job descriptions, sifting through resumes, setting up interviews, hiring's hard, but Indeed.com makes it easier. Post your job, manage candidates, schedule interviews, all on Indeed. And since independent research shows that Indeed delivers five times more hires than any other job site. Easy works. Right now we're giving new users a $50 credit to post a sponsored job on the world's number one job site. Claim your $50 credit at indeed.com slash credit. Terms, conditions, and quality standards apply.
10: Hi, this is Lori Grenier. You've seen me on Shark Tank. If you're like me, you probably rely on your phone to get things done. So I know you'll want to hear about Cabbage's mobile app. Cabbage has created a simple way for business owners to get funding from their phones. Download the mobile app, and you can complete the application in minutes and access funds anytime. Cabbage has provided over $2.5 billion in funding to 90,000 small businesses. Download the Cabbage app today or call 888-CABBAGE. That's Cabbage with a K, K K-A-B-B-A-G-E.
8: I'm Jay Farner, president of Quicken Loans. It's a great time to buy a home. Whether you're a first-time home buyer or an experienced one, Quicken Loans has options that may help you get pre-approved for a mortgage with as little as 1% down. The rate today on a 30-year fixed-rate mortgage is 4.375%. APR, 4.6%. Call 800-QUICKEN today or go to quickenloans.com. That's 800-QUICKEN
9: call for cost information and conditions equal housing lender licensed in all 50 states nmls consumeraccess.org number 3030 this is
13: the talk of fame network on sb nation radio here are your hall of fame voters ron borges cannot play with them rick goslin cannot win with them and clark judge cannot coach with him.
7: can't do
3: it i want winners
4: Just another reminder, the Talk of Fame Network is sponsored by GEICO, where 15 minutes can save you 15% or more on car insurance. For more details, go to GEICO.com, and you probably should have gone 15 minutes ago. We're talking about winners. We've got one right here, Leroy Jordan. He was one of the great players in the history of both the Alabama Crimson Tide and the Dallas Cowboys. He was an All-American linebacker, 6th overall pick of the 63 NFL Draft, and the second all-time leading tackler of the Dallas Cowboys. Won a national championship at Alabama and a Super Bowl with the Cowboys. He was elected to the College Football Hall of Fame in 1983. And he's been a finalist once for the Pro Football Hall of Fame. And now, well, now he's with us today to talk about his college and pro careers. Leroy Jordan, thanks for joining us.
1: Glad to be here, guys. Good to talk to y'all.
5: Leroy, you played for two Hall of Fame coaches, Bear Bryant at Alabama and Tom Landry with the Cowboys. So let's start with the Bear. In your three years at Alabama, the Crimson Tide lost only two games. What made Bear Bryant special as a coach, and how did he bring out the best in Leroy Jordan?
1: Well, he he was such a, a motivational coach, and uh, he was uh, knew he treated his uh, people so uh, respectful and uh, and loving. And he cared about his people and uh, the players and the coaches, and and that was not only when you played for him, but uh, years and years and years after he was always still calling to check on you, see how you were doing.
5: Okay, you also spent uh, 14 seasons with Tom Landry as a middle linebacker the Doomsday Defense. Cowboys won 66% of the games during your career, went to the playoffs 10 times, reached the NFC title game 7 times, played in 3 Super Bowls, winning in 72. What made Tom Landry special as head coach, and how did he bring out the best Leroy Jordan?
1: Well, uh, Coach Landry was a uh, was probably the smartest and most brilliant coach I've ever met. Uh, uh, he uh, Sometimes it was uh, got in his way a little bit because he'd, he'd still be changing plays and uh, uh, what game plan we were going to have on Friday morning, Saturday morning, Sunday morning, <laughs> and after you'd worked <laughs> on them all week. And, but he'd uh, go back and look at film and find out that he might have something that would work a little better. And But he was such a brilliant coach on the offensive side and uh, the defensive side of the football, he uh, knew every thing that every person uh, needed to do on offense and defense.
4: We're speaking with former linebacker Leroy Jordan on the Talk of Fame Network, and you can find us at talkoffamenetwork.com or on Twitter at, at Talk of Fame net. And Leroy, you also played with uh, two Hall of Fame quarterbacks, of course, Joe Namath at Alabama and Roger Staubach. With the Cowboys, uh, as I remember, Joe, when I was a young man, uh, sort of America's playboy. And Roger, whose autograph I got as a kid, he was Captain America. Can you compare or contrast their leadership styles?
1: Yes, I can. Uh, uh, both of them were extremely competitive and very talented. Uh, you know, they they were great uh, teammates and leaders of the, of the team in uh Joe was probably the best uh, passing quarterback I'd ever seen in college or pros, and uh, so uh, he was just uh, an outstanding, had a little different personality than Roger. Roger (laughs) was more uh, a straight-era kind of guy, but uh, Joe, uh, Broadway Joe, as he became known, uh, was a hell of an entertainer for a lot of people, and he had a lot of good times uh, outside of football.
5: (laughs) Well, were you part of those good times? Yeah, right.
1: Well, I, I, well, I, you know, he, he'd uh, he'd tell me what to do every once in a while, <laughs> but uh, but I didn't hang out with him. I had a different schedule than he did.
5: Did uh, did 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 you play with them or did they play with you?
1: Well, I, I kind of like to tell them that uh, they were on my team. You know, I was the older person in the group. Uh, when Joe got there, he was a sophomore, my senior year, and. Uh, came on was our starting quarterback and we uh, almost had back-to-back championships there. We lost one game by one point uh, my senior year. We had back-to-back championships and so that was pretty interesting and came here with Roger and, you know, everybody told me, oh, you played on Roger's team? I said, no, Roger played on my team. I was here before (laughs) he was. So (laughs) I I get to dig him a little bit like that, you know.
5: Now, you played my all-time favorite preseason game the college all-star game in 63 when you beat the packers it's the last time the collegians beat the defending nfl champs that team was loaded hall of famers john Mackey, bucks buchanan dave robinson among others what do you recall about that game and do you recall how upset lombardi was with that loss
1: yeah it it was an unbelievable game we we, uh we are just a great uh, group of Players on that team, uh, you know, like you say, a bunch of them Hall of Famers already and, uh, and all pros and many of them went on to play pro ball. And so it was just And Leroy Caffey was another linebacker in our group uh, from Texas A&M. And we had a fun time with him because he went on to play with <laughs> uh, Coach Lamarty and uh, Green Bay up there. And I think uh, uh, he. uh, uh ranted and raved about uh, how mad he was about losing to the college all-stars for for several years there and it it wasn't long after that uh they uh, kind of canceled that uh, college all-star game and uh against the pros <laughs> yeah
4: hey uh, Leroy I want to ask you a question and we're speaking with Leroy Jordan on the talk of him network uh, you, uh something you said earlier about Joe Namath as we all know he had a what you might call flamboyant personality how yes. did that jibe with coach Bryant? I mean. Was that tough for him to deal with because he's got a very successful quarterback yet who's quite a flamboyant person off the field?
1: Well, uh, I think it it was, uh, but Coach Bryant handled it, and uh, he disciplined Joe one time and uh, kicked him off the team uh, for missing curfew or missing a meeting or, you know, one of those things. And uh, he didn't get to play in the bowl game, but uh, uh, I think Joe uh, – realizes and and uh, credits coach bryant uh, discipline for making him the person he is today mm-hmm. and being such a a successful person uh, on the field and off the field and uh, all through his life and uh, he's just doing great living down in Florida now and just uh, uh, just just doing terrific I saw him a few weeks ago and it's just uh great to see how he's doing
4: yeah we, we've had him on the show and he speaks very Fondly of Coach Bryant. I, I want to mention something else. When, when I talked to, uh, at the, the beginning introducing you, I said you were enshrined in the College Football Hall of Fame in 83, which you were, uh, but you're, of course, still waiting on that call from the Pro Football Hall of Fame. You said recently on the Talk of Fame network, or at least on the website, that you can relate more to the college game than you can the pro game. Why is that?
1: Well, I think... Uh seems like the the pros don't have much respect for the opposing players and teams and and so forth. They, you know, they they are in fights all the time and heated discussions and everything. And so they don't have much respect for the opposing players or people. And uh, that that just kind of disillusions me a little bit with the pro game. And uh, I think the college game is still out there a spirited uh, game, but has shows uh, the respect for the opposing pe- team, and their uh, fans, and players, and coaches, and everything. So it's just a little. I feel like it's just a little lack of respect for the for the game that uh, the the pros are showing it these days.
5: Leroy, you, you played in two NFL title games against Green Bay in the 60s, sent the Packers the first two Super Bowls. You lost both games, in closing seconds, the first in Dallas when Meredith threw an interception at the Packer goal line and the second in Green Bay on Bart Starr's quarterback sneak. Dave Robinson was on our show recently and said that had the Packers lost those two games, it would be the, Lombardi, or the, it would be the Landry Trophy, not the Lombardi Trophy. <laughs> Do you believe the better team won those two games?
1: Well, I, I don't think uh, the better team won both of them. Uh, you know... Uh, we were a very young team uh, the first year we played here in Dallas and uh and uh, the second year the conditions up there was a frozen field and 17 below zero weather and uh, uh we didn't get to show the the best part of our offense which was uh Don Meredith and Bob Hayes and our passing game so it sure handicapped us a lot more than it did the the running football team at green bay had and uh, i just feel like that we were a better team uh in in the ice bowl and we you know it just made one or two plays and not guys slipped down trying to make tackles and stuff on that icy field and so forth that it would have been a totally different ball game. So,
4: Hey, Leroy, thanks so much for the time. we got to run, but uh, not only thanks for the time, thanks for the memories.
1: All right, guys. Uh, appreciate it so much, and uh, appreciate talking to y'all.
4: Thanks, Leroy. You're listening to the Talk of Fame Network.
1: Hi,
7: Tom Bodet. According to the dad bod craze, the lumpy, less-than-chiseled look is now totally in. So you could say I'm in the best shape of my life, and so is Motel 6. They've updated their properties nationwide with contemporary everything, still for the same low price you've come to expect. So your wallet can feel a little pleasantly plump, too. I'm Tom Bodette, and we'll leave the light on for you. Book online at motel6.com.
2: In your business, you trust people who time and time again get the job done. At Indeed.com, we deliver five times more hires than any other job site, according to independent research. That's why over 3 million businesses use Indeed when they're hiring. Because getting the job done matters. Right now, we're giving new users a $50 credit to post a sponsored job on the world's number one job site. Claim your $50 credit at Indeed.com slash credit. Terms, conditions, and quality standards apply.
11: Burger King presents Breakfast Stories. Here's Pete, Tony, and the two for $4 sandwich deal.
12: The other day, Pete and I go to Burger King for my sandwich. You know, they're just two for four bucks. Oh, it's my favorite. I'm like, what? Yeah, so I got two sandwich, and I give one to this guy. I'm like, who are you? I'm the guy that just paid for your breakfast. That's my favorite
11: guy. (laughs) You guys. The croissant sandwich deal is two for $4. Now made with 100% butter for a soft and flaky croissant. Get two croissant sandwiches now for $4 only at Burger King. Price and participation vary.
8: I'm Jay Farner, president of Quicken Loans. Housing values nationwide have risen by more than 6% year over year. Quicken Loans has smart ways to help you take advantage of your home's rising equity. In fact, you could take cash out to consolidate debt. The rate today on a 30-year fixed-rate mortgage is 4.375%. APR, 4.6%. Call 800-QUICKEN today or go to quickenloans.com. That's 800-QUICKEN.
9: Call for cost information and conditions. Equal housing lender. Licensed in all 50 states. NMLS. Number 3030.
13: This is the Talk of Fame Network on SB Nation Radio. Here are your Hall of Fame voters, Ron Borges, Rick Gosselin, and Clark Judge.
14: When you start telling me it doesn't matter,
4: then retire. Get out. Hey, Ron, as an entrepreneur, you're always on the go, right? Yes, sir. So, suggestion for you. Turn your mobile phone into a business phone system with Grasshopper. Get a local toll-free number or bring your own. See how it works? Just go to grasshopper.com. Ron, i got one more question for you. Do you sure, know where good. the best place to have breakfast is? I do. We're in a warm croissant double plan. Yes, sir. You are correct. sir. now, Burger King, you can get two Croissant Witch breakfast sandwiches for just $4. You heard me, Ron. Two for $4. on mm-hmm. Witch, only Burger King. Prices and participation vary. Well, uh, my wife passed me a note early this week. Usually, that's not a good thing, but anyway, she passed me a note about Hall of Famer Andre Reed that I thought was pretty interesting. Now, she and Andre attended the same school, and that would be Kutztown University in Kutztown, Pennsylvania. And she found this in the class notes, circled it, and handed it to me. Apparently, Andre had a street in Allentown, where he attended high school, named after him. You guys, you can look it up called Andre Reed Way and it's just outside of DeRoof High School where he went to school, but that's not all. The park across the school, also known as Irving Street Park, not anymore. Now it's Andre Reed Park. And he was also named to the Boys and Girls Clubs of America's Alumni Hall of Fame and and has accepted the Bill Walsh coaching internship with the Buffalo Bills, which is designed of course to give minority coaches the opportunity to join a staff for training camp and through preseason games. Who's what a year for Andre Reed?
5: Yeah, Andre is deserving of any and all honors that come his way. He's a friend of the show and a class act. Also a great receiver, a clutch receiver. If Andre Reed had to wait nine years for his bust in Canton, Tara Lowens better settle in for the long haul.
4: <laughs> Talking about settling for the long haul, Ron. What streets or parks are named after you mm, in and around Boston? Well, there's one actually Bogus Boulevard, which runs just outside of the Portugalia bogus. restaurant in East there
6: Cambridge, where the food is gorgeous, not bogus. <laughs> uh, like most politicians, President Trump likes to take credit for things he didn't do. Add Colin Kaepernick's unemployment to them. Monday, during a speech in Kentucky, POTUS said the guy who turned taking a knee into a political statement, can't find an NFL quarterback's job because owners, quote, don't want to get a nasty tweet from President Trump. Do you believe that? Unquote. Like most of what he says, the answer is
12: bogus.
6: So it can be said for film director Spike Lee's assertion that Kaepernick's continued unemployment, quote, smells mad fishy to me, stinks to the high heavens, unquote. He implied that Kaepernick was being blackballed for his refusal last season to stand for the national anthem. Well, if that's so, what's the holdup on Robert Griffin III, Jay Cutler, and the Amish rifle himself, Ryan Fitzpatrick? They all stood tall for the anthem, but now they're sitting in the unemployment office next to Cap. As conspiracy theories go, this is right up there with Obama tapped my microwave ovens. Bogus. There's a reason why they're all looking for work, and it has nothing to do with their musical appreciation for anthems, and everything to do with the number 63. Last year, not one of them completed 60% of their throws, let alone... 63, in a league that demands 63% as an acceptable norm. Accuracy is now at a premium, more so than ever. Two of the unemployed boys, RG3 and Cutler, have career percentages over 60% but losing records and dwindling performance. Last year, Cutler was 59.1%. Griffin, 59.2%. They, too, are unemployed. Where was Cap last year? 59.2%. What is his career completion percentage? 59.8%. That is bogus. As one veteran NFL personnel guy told me, uh, and his opinion that I trust, the outside distractions are a factor, but there's a real factor. Put on the tape. What he was alluding to is that since Jim Harbaugh left the 49ers and took the read option with him, Colin Kaepernick is 11-24 and 24 as a starter with a completion percentage of 59.2%. In his first two years when he was making plays primarily on the run, he was 17-6 and 6, with a completion percentage of 60.1, which is still the Mendoza line of football. Sink below that, and you're on your way out. In the three years Kaepernick ran the read option, he rushed for 1,578 yards, third best in the league, threw more than twice as many touchdowns as picks. Yet even at that, his completion percentage was 60.1%, 23rd in the league. The downside of his game just got worse and worse the more he's been contained in the pocket, where frankly he resembles Tim Tebow more than Tom Brady. Since the start of the 2015 season, Colin Kaepernick's 59.1% completion ranks, 32nd in the league. Blackballed? Bogus. Wild Balls is more like it.
4: Obama tapped your microwave? (laughs) (laughs) Some guys are worried about that. You heard that whistle. It means we're nearing the finish line. So, Gooseman, bring us home with a two-minute drill.
5: Is talk of Marshawn Lynch coming out of retirement to join the Raiders fake news?
4: Nope, it's bad news for the Raiders.
5: Actually, it's
4: good news for Beast Mode.
5: Just has to go around the corner and he's at work. (laughs) Who needs to spend more money on defense, Donald Trump or the 49ers? Trump
4: defending his golf game.
5: That <laughs> depends. Trump may be uh, hiring defense attorneys, but the Niners, they just need football defense. <coughs> Can you pinpoint the dysfunction on the Redskins?
4: Yes, sir. Go straight to the principal's office.
6: Well, as Al Davis used to say, a fish rots from the head. Hello, Dan Snyder.
5: <coughs> FBI Director James Comey hates the Patriots. What NFL teams do you hate? That would be Team Ted Wells. Alabama. Who's the favorite to become the contributor candidate for the class of 2018?
4: Has to be Bobby Bethard, Gooseman, aka the smartest man in the NFL, according to Dr. Z.
6: Should be Bucko Kilroy. No my no buddy did more
5: things than Bucko. How will San Diegans now fill those empty Sunday afternoons?
4: No, they won't. They'll just go to PB, ROB, RMB, any B.
6: And when they get there, they'll be going to the over-the-line tournament.
4: You Spot are and I love
6: it.
5: <laughs> yes. <laughs> J.J. Watt, T.J. Watt, or Naomi Watts? Charlie Watts. None of the above. Thomas Edison, who invented the Watt. <laughs> <laughs> what? Vince Young is signed to play in Canada. Who's next to sign up north, Colin Kaepernick or Johnny Menzel? Celine Dion. I think that depends on Kaepernick's position on o- Canada. Speaking of the CFL, who has the better quarterback north of the border? Warren Moon, Joe Cap, Doug Flutie, or Joe Feisman? That would be Damon
6: Allen. Wrong. Doug Flutie, who won the Dog Sled Award six times as the CFL's most outstanding player, went 99-27 and 27 after freaking out the game, and won three Grey Cups.
5: Tip of the ski cap. In front of the show. In this era of political correctness, who drafts Oklahoma running back Joe Mixon?
4: Easy Goose, your Cowboys. He you can tag team with Ezekiel Elliott.
6: Wrongamento, my friend. The Cleveland Browns,
5: if the analytics fit, you must acquit. Roger Staubach, Troy Aikman, or Tony Romo. Romo. Better barbecue.
4: Tony Romo, if I'm looking for a driver for Roger Staubach and Troy Aikman, <laughs> We'd like to thank Ozzie Newsom, Leroy Jordan, and Jack Brennan for joining us, Derek Burns for producing us, and you for listening to us. If you'd like to catch this or any podcast, just go to our website. That would be com, or find us on iTunes or your podcast app. Otherwise, look for us at this time and on this station next week. We'll be here. We hope you will be, too. Another reminder that the Talk of Fame Network is brought to you by Geico Insurance, where 15 minutes can save you 15% or more on car insurance. For more details, go to geico.com.
0: As an entrepreneur, you're always on the go. So turn your mobile phone into a business phone system with Grasshopper, the entrepreneur's phone system. Make and receive business calls using our iPhone and Android apps. Get a new business number or keep your current one. Forward your calls to any phone and even get your voicemails transcribed. Join over 250,000 small businesses who stay connected with Grasshopper. See how it works at grasshopper.com, the entrepreneur's phone system.
10: Hi, this is Lori Grenier. You've seen me on Shark Tank. If you're like me, you probably rely on your phone to get things done. So I know you'll want to hear about Cabbage's mobile app. Cabbage has created a simple way for business owners to get funding from their phones. Download the mobile app and you can complete the application in minutes and access funds anytime. Cabbage has provided over $2.5 billion in funding to 90,000 small businesses. Download the Cabbage app today or call 888-CABBAGE. That's Cabbage with a K. K K-A-B-B-A-G-E.
11: Burger King presents Breakfast Stories. Here's Pete, Tony, and the two for $4 sandwich deal.
10: The other day, Pete and I go to
12: Burger King for my sandwich. You know, they're just two for four bucks. Oh, it's my favorite. I'm like, what? Yeah, so I got two sandwich, and I give one to this guy. I'm like, who are you? I'm the guy that just paid for your breakfast. That's my favorite guy.
11: (laughs) You guys. The croissant sandwich deal is two for $4. Now made with 100% butter for a soft and flaky croissant. Get two croissant sandwiches now for $4 only at Burger King. Price and participation vary.
2: Five times more hires are made through Indeed.com than any other job site according to independent research. Imagine a lottery that had five times more winners or a Sunday with five times more touchdowns. When you're hiring, it makes five times more sense to use Indeed. Right now, we're giving new users a $50 credit to post a sponsored job on the world's number one job site. Claim your $50 credit at Indeed.com slash credit. Terms, conditions, and quality standards apply.